0: Yeah, I, I'm here. I don't know if you can hear me.
1: I can hear you just fine.
0: Hey, uh, I, I'm just really anxious. I, uh, I didn't realize there'd be this many people, and I'm kind of a little freaked out. Right? And also, um,
1: don't I, think of them. It, they are nothing.
0: I, 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 I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> did, did maybe somebody else want to bring up something first, and maybe uh, maybe I'll feel a little more comfortable.
1: Well, Speaking why don't we try? <laughs> um, why don't we, well, first of all, you're among friends, so don't, don't okay. um, okay. I don't want this released, of course. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, but um, uh, there certainly uh, was enough interest in this that people are staying up late waiting for you to entertain. Them. No, there's enough interest in this. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: Ricky,
1: right. Now, remember, if you're not talking and this is mostly going to be a conversation with this gentleman, if you could mute it. Uh, which is uh, somewhere on your Skype screen, depending on the version that you have. I would appreciate that. So, maybe you could start off just by reading the uh, the email that you sent. Um, you can I'll take just, a moment. Uh, <laughs> That's no problem. Yeah, sorry. Um,
0: right, um w- Would you mind if I just sort of explain the situation? I, I'm not really fond of reading in uh, front of people. <laughs> and do whatever you like. It's your call. Is, is that right? Okay. Uh, I, I, I guess um, I, I've experienced anxiety for, for quite some time, and uh, I've just sort of, as in the last few years, been able to put a name on it. I just thought it was something that everybody experiences, and I, I didn't realize that sort of maybe... I get a little more anxious than most people do, um, concerning certain situations. And, uh, so I, I've been kind of keeping track of it for the last, uh, well, since I've been listening to FDR pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, seem to have just these big swings, uh, like with like, uh, and it, I, I guess, um, it's, uh, I'll get really anxious and uh, almost in a depressed state and then, uh, you know, somehow I'll get out of it and then uh, I'll be really happy for a while and then uh, I'll slowly feel the jar of anxiety filling back up and uh, I I guess what I want to do now is sort of learn to deal with that in a better way, Um, maybe uh, learn to uh, identify the anxiety before it sort of catches me and, uh, sort of knocks me on my butt. And, uh, so I've, I've been looking into counseling. I've actually, I actually went and talked to a counselor on, on Monday and, uh, I, I I guess what I just want to do is, um, find the best course of action for, for sort of dealing with this stuff. And I wanted to check with, you know the community and 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 you obviously um, to see sort of maybe maybe which approaches I should be taking. Um, you know, um, sorry, I, I don't. No, no <laughs> that's, that's like totally to... fine. That's totally fine. Oh, okay. Um, I I guess um, yeah. Just I I've just been finding that uh, little things can really set me off and, and, you know, I won't sleep for days over an oil change or uh, going to the dentist and it's, uh, it's, it's become a distraction and um, I, I just like to not have it anymore or, or to minimize it. You know, I, I understand you probably can't just totally get rid of it, but, um but, you know, through counseling and, uh, and uh, maybe looking into what, what the causes are rather than just dealing with the symptoms, I'd, I'd sort of, I'd like to take that path to, to try and get a better handle on it. And um, so I, I guess I'm kind of starting down that road. And uh, I thought maybe a little direction up front might save a lot of time.
1: Well, uh, I can certainly give you, a, a, as you know, I'm, I'm certainly no therapist or psychologist, but I can certainly give you some, some uh, you know, philosophical feedback on, on what might be going on. So I'm certainly happy if that works for you. I'm more than happy to give that a shot. Sure.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, what is your, uh, what is your theory as to why, uh, if you say, uh, your anxiety may be higher than most people's, what is your theory as to why that might be the case?
0: Um, well, I, I, I guess like my parents aren't really good at dealing with anxiety at times, you know, um, they, they, so I, I, I would kind of almost look at it as being a learned behavior or, or like some sort of fundamental tool for, for, um, diffusing the anxiety. I I didn't learn kind of thing. Um, uh, I, I I guess, um, you know, I, I can just, I can just see a lot of, of, how my parents deal with anxiety, and, um, I, I, guess I feel that, that I'm sort of heading down a similar path, and, uh, and, uh, I, I just like to sort of steer myself out of that, because um, I, you know, I, I know my dad, um, he, uh, often gets up at, like, four in the morning and starts doing yard work and stuff and i I know it's not because he's really eager to do yard work um it's (laughs) it's because he's he can't sleep and he's looking for a distraction and and i feel that so much you know um there's so many nights where i just sort of hanging out and and you know like sleep is the last thing on my mind when it's like um you know it's time to go to bed and uh so so that's kind of like, it, but but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm genetically predisposed. Um, <laughs> you know, I I don't. I have no idea.
1: Um, That's well, of- but a genetic predisposition doesn't mean determined, right? Right. Right. Like, if you have a genetic predisposition to alcoholism, then that means you shouldn't drink, right? It Doesn't mean you're going to be an alcoholic, right?
0: Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it would just sort of mean maybe I should pay some attention to it if I want
1: to. Um, <laughs> sorry. You, you, I feel like a dentist at the moment. You know, this will only tug a little. <laughs> fine. I, yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm really nervous. No, that's I, totally it's totally fine. <laughs> well, listen, first first and foremost, I, I mean, I, I say this a lot to, to, to people, but I hope that does diminish it when I say it to you, that you to be incredibly commended for taking this step right I, I, everybody here who who's listening now who may listen in the future we all know how tough it is to to take that step we all know how tough it is to take that step where you first say mm, i can't go on habit i have to do something different with uh, with how i've been raised the, the the habits i've been given whatever it is that's going on to to say to, to lift your sweat, your your head up from the hypergravitational swamps of history and habit and to start to shake off the um, the heavy stuff i think that's really important uh, to 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 take pride in that because it's really it's a it's a tough uh, it's a tough step to take even to start so you know that's that's a huge part of the solution right without that there is no solution so the very fact that you're even thinking about it to me is huge, is massive, you should be incredibly proud.
0: Thanks. I, I appreciate hearing that. It's very nice of you to say that.
1: <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's true. I mean, this is, this is how the world changes, right? I mean, it's, you know, as, the, as the dead man says, start with the man in the mirror. You know, it's, it's a good rule of thumb, right? Right. So, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Tell me what your parents are anxious about. <laughs> um, or should we start with what your parents aren't anxious about <laughs> did, uh, do you want me to ask a little bit more clearly than that just because I know that's an open ended question right. uh, and, and this is all my nonsense theories but you know you can try on the hat and see if it, it fits even for a minute or two but the, the way that I view anxiety is a little bit something like this and I'll give you a very short thing and then you can tell me if it makes any sense at all anxiety is a series of dominoes that leads inexorably towards disaster and what that means is that there's a thought or something that happens in the moment right and that that starts a cascade of thoughts that leads to catastrophe some monstrous Disaster, And the anxiety is the echo of the disaster that's at the very end of it, rippling all the way through back to, to the beginning of things, right? Yeah. And so when I say, what are your parents anxious about, most people will... And this is not this is not negative or disrespectful. with your with your parents? We're just you know trying to figure out where this may have been inherited from. But what I mean by that is, what is the disaster that is at the end of the dominoes that causes such anxiety? Right. So so I have uh, I, I don't know I'm not plagued with them, but I have these thoughts, um, and, and you know they've been a little bit more. Uh, the case when uh, when I become a uh, when I uh, when I become a parent right that you know I, I can sort of see a sequence of things that will occur wherein Isabella gets physically hurt and I think I think that's actually kind of healthy at least I hope it's healthy because it certainly doesn't it's not debilitating it's just a kind of caution but I can see these dominoes right that, that kind of go down where this happened, could this happen, could this happen, and then, bam, you know, she's, in, she's been hurt or something, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, is something that, uh, that happens uh, quite a bit. Oh, there's this thing that uh, uh, I had um, when I was in third year of, uh, uh, well, it was my first year at McGill, but it was kind of like my third year of college, of university, and i was in three plays uh, uh in in the school year and one of them was was macbeth which was just and i played for two weeks and it was just monstrous i mean it it's, takes such a lot out of you emotionally uh, and and physically because it was a really intense uh, play and uh, it was uh, i had big fight scenes with sword play and so on and uh, anyway so so when the smoke all cleared, cleared from this i was like three or four weeks away from exams, and this would be, I guess, April. Or, and, and some of my courses I hadn't read anything for since, like, late the previous year. And, and I, just, I just freaked, Frank. I just completely freaked out. I ended up pulling it all off or whatever, right? But I just couldn't sleep. I was so stressed. And my disaster scenario was not, well, I might get some bad marks. But my disaster scenario was, okay, well... Uh, I have to rest so that I can study, but I can't rest because I have to study. But if I uh, don't rest, then I can't study. And if I can't study, then I can't do well in my exams. If I can't do well in my exams, I'm going to get kicked out and I'm going to have to go back to working in the restaurant industry for the rest of my life. Or I'm going to have to go back to, I don't know, I'm going to end up in, you know, working some crap job for the rest. Like it became a, a disaster, right? It was the rest of my life hung in the balance of whether I was going to do well on this set of exams or not. And so th- there's decisions in the moment that have this big, huge, cascading, snowballing domino effect into the future. And for me, at least in my experience, anxiety is, is is what occurs when you look at these little things in the present, and they escalate to some massive disaster in the future. And that's what makes these little things so stressful. Everything becomes big. If that makes any sense, does this, does this fit at all with with anything you've experienced or, or what your parents have, or am I completely um,
0: barking? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no. It uh, it makes a lot of sense, and and I'm really really good at setting up dominoes, and and um, I I, I think it's it's easier for me to identify what my sort of big echo is at the end, but I, I'm struggling with my parents. Like I I don't.
1: Well, we can go with really. yours. I mean, I, I was okay. just curious. Sometimes it's easier to look at other people's, but if you know yours, let's uh, let's uh, ditch that and go go with yours.
0: Right. Um, I I think it all sort of comes down to money for me. Um, like, I, I look at the dentist, and um, I don't have anxiety over the stuff that insurance covers. It's it's most of the time it's anxiety over stuff that I'm going to be paying out of pocket. Um, the same. The same with the, with the car, you know, um, my, my warranty is running out soon, I'm, I'm worried every time I take it in, they're going to say, oh, well, you didn't do such and such treatment in time or, or uh, service in time, your your warranty's void and you're going to have to pay this one out of pocket. Um, but then again, you know, you live in Canada, we've got subs- or, uh, socialized health care. I I don't get those same worries when I go to the doctor, Um, you know. Sorry, you live in
1: Canada as well? Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in Vancouver. Um, You you know, like these anxieties don't creep up when I go to the doctor because it's it's like you know you're not paying for it directly, right?
1: Um, Yeah. Just by the by, I I mean it's just sort of fun. Just popped into my head when you're talking about car repairs. Um, The 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 uh, the air conditioning in my Volvo died, and it's the one with the baby car seat in it. I was going to get oh, it repaired, right. but uh, it was supposed to be $700 or $900 to get repaired, but they can't get a certain part and this and that. So then basically it was going to be about $2,000 to get the air conditioning repaired. And it's like, I know, I know we've got to drive to Philadelphia and that. We're just going to sweat for $2,000. <laughs> like, I mean, we'll just, we're just <laughs> right. consider it a, uh, it's no longer a mobile studio now. It's a mobile sauna. Uh, so uh, I certainly right. know that, that it can be a little stressful, but I mean, that was an optional fix, but sometimes it's not with cars, but yeah. Okay. So, so right. money is a big one for you, right?
0: Right, and and it all, you know, most of my issues sort of, they always come down to the money, you know, they always they always end with some big horror story where I've got to like put another mortgage on my place and and, and like, you know, throw all my money at uh, at some big disaster scenario that's come up, and right. um, and. Most of the time, there's no actual disaster scenario. Like, you know, I just work myself up, to set this huge trail of dominoes, and there's there's no big issue at the end. Like, like the last one um, I was actually worked up with, with was, the, was the car problem. And, you know, I, I had this horror story in my mind that, that you know, I was going to have to replace my engine and, and everything was going wrong with my car. And I took it in the mechanic. He goes, okay, change your oil. Everything looks good. See you in four months. And, and it was just like I lost sleep for two weeks and, and there was nothing wrong. And right. um right. You know, I, I spent my nights online checking the symptoms of uh, of what sort of noises I was hearing from the car and going through Volkswagen forums and uh and, you know, just doing all this crazy, crazy stuff when when it was just no big it was no big deal you know, was, right. it, there was, there was nothing wrong. And, um, but, it, but I always find myself doing that. Um,
1: okay. So, so let's, let's, so you, y- you, hear some noises in your car or it's due for a checkup. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Well, what happened this time was the oil was really low and, um, and yeah, like, so you just add oil, you know, most people would just add oil and just Take it for an oil
1: change. Okay, so, so, so tell me what happens then with, with your thinking. As you say, you didn't sleep for two weeks. Um, what I, is it that,
0: it, sorry, that was, that was a little extreme. But but like Yeah, it, it sleep
1: is interrupted yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, if you didn't sleep right, for two weeks, right. you'd be dead. No, I got it. But so, <laughs> right, okay, so, okay. So, so what is it that, that in, go, goes on in your mind? Or like, what is There must be a disaster scenario if it's interfering with your sleep. What is it that goes on in your mind that uh, uh, it causes you that much stress?
0: Um, I, I I guess part of it is you know I take it to the dealership and I don't one hundred percent trust them.
1: Um, yeah, that's not a design. The, not trusting a mechanic is not the disaster oh, okay. scenario. I'm oh, oh for.
0: sorry, you're asking. We can skip you're, you're ahead to the
1: it. it's really scary. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Like, what's the disaster? Like, describe the disasters. Yeah, well, what
1: are the dominoes um, that happen that that end with you living out of a shopping cart or something? Like, what what is it that that happens? but well, what could happen that causes that
0: um i i, I guess what kind of goes through my mind is um, y- you know i'm this is my first sort of newish car i i've always driven sort of older cars like in the $3000 range and and you know with those cars you sort of <laughs> yeah where you don't have warranty you got cheap price and uh you'd sort of have to deal with lots of problems as they creep up um so so i'm used to like Overheats on the side of the highway, getting towed. Okay, you're going um, to have to
1: fast forward just a little bit because you're still not okay. a disaster scenario land, right? Okay, I,
0: I'm, just, I'm just imagining that's going to happen
1: to my current car.
0: And, okay, so um, let's say
1: that you overheat by the side of the road, then what?
0: Right. Uh, yeah, and then I get towed to the to the dealership, and they say, "Oh, well, your engine's blown, we're going to have to replace your engine, and... Uh, okay,
1: and what happens if you have to get your engine replaced?
0: Uh, you, you know, it's a,
1: a big bill that... Um, Okay, so what I happens was if you get a big bill, right? So you got to help me out here, right? What happened? Right, if, right. If you get okay. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm just pushing pushing this to try and sort of understand where the disaster scenario comes in, and I know there is one, right? And I I want to get you yeah. there, right? I just don't want to go through every conceivable step because then we'll be here for two weeks, and we already. Did okay,
0: it. I I won't be able to afford it. I'll have to sell my house, and I won't be able to enjoy anything, or, or I won't be able to. I, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just be in financial ruin. You know, it'll, it'll be a strain that's sort of, that breaks the camel's back. And, um,
1: and what is the know. camel's back with regard to your finances? Because right. finances is guess. just numbers, right? You can either afford it or right. you can't, <laughs> right? right? And, and if you can afford it and you have to pinch, you know, you, you have to tighten your belt in other areas, then you have to tighten your belt in other areas. But it's math, right? Right. So, so um, help me understand. So let's say you get a bill for, I don't know what, $5,000 to fix your engine. Something insane, yeah. right? So, yeah. so is it, is it that you would not have the money to pay it, right? Because you I, can get a five thousand dollar loan and you can pay it off a couple of hundred bucks a month for a couple of years or whatever, right? It's not the end of the world, right? It's it's a pain for sure, and you'd have to cut back in other things, right? You might have to cut cable or something, right? But but you you wouldn't, you know, it's not third worlds, right?
0: Right. I, I I guess that's sort of what what worries me is that you know all of a sudden. The things that I'm currently enjoying I, I won't be able to enjoy, um, not, not that I spend a lot of money on myself or anything,
1: but um, yeah, so you'd um, have to, you'd have to make some sacrifices in other areas to keep the car running, right? Right, right. Now help me understand the disaster aspect of that. I mean, I agree it's not positive. nobody wants a $5,000 bill, but what is what is the disaster of well I'll have to cut back or I won't be able to take that vacation or whatever it is, right? I mean, I don't think that we in the West, and I don't think that you in particular, are such hothouse flowers that if, we, if things don't go our way in some, that we, ah, oh, you know, it's all over. You know what I mean? Like, so, so it's not, I'm trying to understand where the thinking is, because somewhere there's a break in logic of these dominoes. And if you don't know where that is, then it just keeps going, right?
2: right? So let's and, say you and... get a
1: $5,000 bill to fix your car, in which case you may just say, fuck it. I'm going to junk the car or sell the car, and I'm going to buy a $3,000 clunker, which is going to last me for a year or two, right? Right. right. right there's no car bill for you that's going to be greater than $3,000 because then you just sell your car and get a $3,000 car, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility, I, right? You have a cap of, of $3,000, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so let's say you get hit with a $3,000 bill, tell me the sequence like what is what is it that happens right so you get the three thousand dollar bill and then what
0: steph i i, I have no idea i, I yes, don't you know, have like... an
1: idea you absolutely have an idea don't don't pull that on me come on <laughs> you've been listening for a while you know that doesn't work right you absolutely have an idea because you're having the emotional response if you're having the emotional response then there's a dominoes that goes from your uh from your frontal lobes all the way down to your spinal cord right So you get the bill, and then what? You pay the bill, or you borrow the money, or you whatever, right? You take the bus. I don't know if you can or not, right? Maybe you're a cab driver. I don't know, right? But but uh, uh, but but you you will do something to to deal with it, uh, I, and you, you will adjust what, your life
0: accordingly, right? Right. Uh, I know this sounds silly, but the only thing that's coming up is like I don't want to pay that bill, and 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 I know. Okay, well then. You know, that's that's sort of a consequence of having a car. You you sort of
1: um Okay, let's go let's go back let's go back then, because I can see you're floundering a little and I totally understand that and I respect that. Because if you weren't floundering, we wouldn't be looking at the right thing. Does that make sense? Okay. Like it has to be something that's hard for you to figure out. You listen to this show, you're a smart guy, right? I guess, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll come back to that also. in a moment, but we'll do one thing at a time, right? Okay, so you said uh, earlier on, you said, uh, I'm gonna take my car in, and the guy's going to say, well, you should have done this, that, and the other, so now it's going to be X, Y, and Z dollars, right? Right. What I got a sense of that, which is just, you know, what I got a sense of doesn't mean it's true, but what I got a sense of was what you were worried about was right. somebody, sure, what you were worried about was somebody criticizing you. Right right? And you didn't mention anything about the money there. What you did mention was that you were afraid that somebody was going to criticize you.
0: Yeah. Like, I guess what comes to mind is like, you should know better. Like there's, you you know, you have to perform these regular maintenance things on, on your car and, and you've just let it slide and, and this is all your fault and, and
1: Aha. Okay. I don't I don't want to hear yeah, that. It's yeah, 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 up there, right? Okay. Right? So so what just ha- it's all your fault?
0: Right. Like this could have been prevented if if you would have done
1: Now does that have any resonance with your own personal history? All right, let me rephrase that. Okay. Because, <laughs> again, look, it, it's totally fine that you're drawing blanks here, because because if you were, okay. it, it would be pointless to talk, right? Right, right. Well, I was, uh, uh, my car has a dent in it, a big honking dent, and it was going to cost like $2,500 to fix or something like that. I was uh, working on some code, and there was a client delivery, and... And I ended up being very late for therapy, and I kind of tore out of an underground parking lot, turned too quickly, and went up against one of the steel, uh, sorry, one of the concrete uh, edges, right? And, uh, of course, you know, it was terrible, and, and because it wasn't just the door, but the, they had to replace. Anyway, so I never got it fixed, because I don't care <laughs> that much about a dent in my door. To, to me, that's cosmetic. I mean, it's not doing the car any harm. It's just a dent in the door, uh, and, uh, you know, 2500 bucks is is a lot of money. So I never got it fixed. And, um, and, and actually, when I went to my therapist that day, I said, you know, this is very interesting because I have a public mistake on my car, which I don't want to get fixed. Right? So everyone can look at that and they can say, well, it kind of looks like you scraped something because it sure as hell does. It doesn't look like somebody hit me, right? It looks like somebody scraped me, right? Right. And so publicly, I have this <laughs> crap driver actually, I, I think it gets me some room on the highway, but anyway, like it it, it 's a very public mistake, an error right? right and the weird thing is it actually turned out to save me a fortune, which is weird, right because I called my insurance company, and uh, while I was talking to them, and they said, basically, because they 're an insurance company, we can 't help you right? Um, so uh, I, um, I talked to them, and they said, "Oh, your driver 's license hasn 't been upgraded it 's going to cost it 's costing you." you know, a couple of hundred dollars a year. Uh, actually, it was about four or five hundred dollars a year. So I've actually made back more money by calling the insurance company about the thing I didn't get fixed than I would have um, from fixing the car, right? So it's just the weird way that life works out. It's really hard to judge these things ahead of time sometimes, right? But, but it was a very public mistake, right? So, so what's interesting to me is that you could be possibly 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 you could be more concerned or you could have a stronger emotional response to disapproval than cost right so so let me ask you a question and and just tell me tell me what comes to your mind right so so let's say that this did happen right you you take your car to the mechanic and the mechanic looks at you like he's peeing you from a great height and says, I can't believe you don't take care of your equipment. This was completely preventable. It was absolutely irresponsible. Why? Because he's the worst mechanic in the world who doesn't like making money. But anyway, we'll just continue with the theory, right? And, Right. uh, uh, and, and, And then you go to your parents place for dinner and you're sitting there and they say, how was your day? And you tell them the story of your car and the mechanic and the monstrous repair bill and what do they say?
0: So, uh, it, right, right. I, um, my my dad's not a huge believer in servicing his car, anyways. So um, he might not say anything. But um, but yeah, I, I could see somebody saying um, like, you know, could
1: like, did you do all the preventative maintenance that you should have? Um, now they wouldn't say that right after you told them that you were repudiated for not doing the preventative maintenance, right? <laughs> Right. So oh, let's say you, right, let's
0: say that. That's right. You right. right. Sorry, sorry. Um, um right, yeah, I, I could see uh like a little bit of well, you know, like you chose not to to do that, so it's kinda you know, like you took the risk
1: and you know it, it bit you this time. Um and, and what does that translate to you? Because I'm annoyed with you even imi- imitating them, which, you know, again, doesn't mean anything. Right. It's just mine because, like, right. um, so what, what does that mean to you if if, if they say well, that? Well,
0: it's just kind of like, well, yeah, I kind of know that. Like, I've already heard that
1: today. Um, right, um, so it, why, why would someone kinda... repeat it to you?
0: Right, uh, yeah, it's just sort of like, here, I'll put another knife in you. <laughs> um,
1: right, right, okay, go on. Y-
0: you don't look like you're in enough pain,
1: you know, um... And, yeah, and how like would you feel if someone did say, again, I know we're working totally theoretically, but, but how would you feel if someone did say that to you, right? Well, you took the risk and it bit you, didn't it, right? Or some, whatever it is that they would say, right?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like reiterating the obvious and it's kind
1: of annoying. I would feel angry. Okay. And then would you be able to express that anger? Like, how, what would you do with that anger in that situation?
0: Um... I, I'd probably, like, a, yeah, no shit, you know, um, sort of a...
1: Sarcastic, or...
0: Right, like...
1: So you wouldn't express it? Because sarcasm is not expressing anger, right? No, no, um,
0: I, I... That comes to mind. Um, I, I guess I probably... A, a more useful thing would be, like... To no, 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 get the useful okay. thing. Uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um... You, right? <laughs> This- yeah that, that's what I would do that's what okay. I, I just like no shit
1: Sherlock kind of thing right yeah like oh thanks Captain Obvious like, like, <laughs> <laughs> right okay um, now why, it, could, it, why couldn't you say you know when you said that I just felt really annoyed
0: um I I probably could say that to them um, you, you know, I just, I just haven't had that machinery, you, you know, like I just haven't.
1: Okay. You know, before,
0: before no, I, I came we, in. We're HR, not like just, theoreticals, okay. right?
1: Like if you'd had okay. a different set of wiring, right? <laughs> then we wouldn't be. No, no, no. To I'm just, in. right, right, right. Um. So, and, and so I'm just going to keep pestering you and I hope you don't mind me just being annoying. No,
0: that's, that's, not, no, Um, I, I guess what I was just trying to say is that, um, like up until about, a year ago, that's the response I would have got, I, and I think, or, or I would have given that sort of like sarcastic, sarcastic like. Right. Um, but but I think I'm moving into more comfortably, doing like a like an RTR type thing.
1: Um, I, okay. I'm Sort of getting closer, but but uh, moving more comfortably into is uh, not uh, quite right. The same right. Doing, right? Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right, right. Weasel words, I must say. You you speak uh, you speak weasel very fluently. <laughs> Sorry. Go right.
0: Uh, like I wouldn't say I do it consistently, but but I would think that I'm getting closer to that as being my response than than the just. Okay. But in, talk in, back. in
1: like not talking about the future theoretical, which is not what's keeping you awake for 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 that amount of time, right. keeping you up. Why, uh, if you're sitting down with your parents and you, you tell them this story and they say, well, you, you know, you took the chance and it bit you in the butt and you, whatever, right? Sucks to be you, yeah. you know, whatever, right? Um, and, and if you couldn't express that that's irritating to you, why can't you express it? What is the emotion that arises if you consider or contemplate speaking honestly about how you feel in the moment? And you, you understand everybody's the same way. I'm the same. Like, we all have this, this challenge about speaking honestly in the moment because it goes against the grain of everyone, so you're certainly not alone in this. But what is the feeling that comes up if you were to, to, to have the urge to say, actually, that's, that, that annoys me, and I don't know why, when, when you said that? Um, would the response be from your parents.
0: I don't think that they would get angry with that. I, I honestly don't. Like, I think they'd be like...
1: Like, like it doesn't, it doesn't jump to no, me I, that I would, they'd snap I, back. I'm not asking what they wouldn't do. Okay. Right? I'm asking what they okay. would do, or what you um, think you would do, right?
0: I, I think they'd ask me
1: about it. it would
0: say, oh, I, I didn't mean to do that. I, I don't know that they'd say, Sorry, call me more. I didn't more, mean but...
1: to do that is not asking you about it. It's defending yourself, right? It would be them defending themselves. I'm just pointing that out, right? Because okay. you said they would ask me about it, but then you gave me an example of them defending themselves, right? Okay,
0: okay. They would probably say, oh, sorry, I didn't mean it to come out that way. And that's that would also be a it. defense, and that's not asking. Right, right, right.
1: No, sorry, that's, that's the response I would probably get. Okay. Just giving, giving that to you. And how would... Oh, I'm so sorry, I understand. And then how would you feel if you received that response? Um...
0: It, it kind of feels nice at first, but but without sort of digging a little further, it just sort of like that's it.
1: There's no resolution, like, right?
0: Right, right.
1: and And also it's kind of like it's it's, 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 a, it's a little insulting uh, because it's like, well, you misunderstood, right?
0: right and 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 when they clearly just reiterated the obvious, it's like, how, how can I misunderstand that?
1: Well, they're saying that you you you're misunderstanding their emotional intention, right? Right. Wish, and wish. and that's that's kind of an easy answer to say. Like, if you say something that's kind of annoying, and then someone says that's kind of annoying, and you say no, 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 you misunderstood. That's even more annoying, right? Right.
0: Right. I. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the point where I start to feel like the furnace is being turned up in my body <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, your, and I, when I your think head that's, starts to get hot.
1: Yeah, That is a perfectly, perfectly rational response in my opinion. And and why is that a rational response to that situation?
0: Um I, I think because they're saying, well, your yeah. your gauges are off. You're you're misreading. You you know, it's it's sort of being turned back on.
1: No, I understand that, oh, okay. but why? Why? Okay. Um, why do you start? Like, if if I talk about because t- the first RTR, if it doesn't work, things get stressful very quickly, right? Right. Um, and that's that's a, that's an inevitable. It seems to be at least an inevitable escalation, right? That that happens because if you try to be honest with someone about what you're thinking and feeling, and then they get defensive and kind of put you down. Uh, or dismissive, or, or they just want you to shut up or change the topic or something like that, they've immediately started to escalate, right? Okay. Because what they're doing is they're saying, well, I'm going to make it very hard for you to be honest. I'm going to make it really hard for you to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you see what I mean? Because you're going to have to say, no, 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 wait, that that to me is even more annoying because I sort of, I, I feel like, uh, you know, like you're just saying I'm wrong or something like that, or, you know, like, and, and you have to then then push it, and then what are they going to say? You're making this a bigger deal than it really is? Right, then they accuse you of escalating, right? And okay. then what do you say? <laughs> It um, gets very tough very quickly, doesn't it? Right, right. Um, it escalates so quickly. If you, co- if you continue the commitment to honesty about what you feel, not honesty, you know, not jump to conclusions, but if you continue with, now I feel this, and now I feel that, and now this really bothers me, and so on, I, you can go from zero to brinksmanship in about 90 goddamn seconds. This is how close to the, the brink we all are in our relationships, right? How close to the precipice. And the precipice doesn't mean the end of the relationship. I'm not talking about that. But the precipice means actually getting to where the problems are in the relationship with the goal of fixing them, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Right, right. Like I, that's, that's kind of what I'm worried about with, with therapy is that I'm just going to sort of put band-aids on all the symptoms and, and they're just going to, you know, well, you know, new boils are going to come up.
1: <laughs> well, where, that won't be where, therapy, right? Because you're <laughs> saying therapy. It, it, I'm worried about therapy because I'm going to put it. But therapy is not you, right? Therapy is not. Therapy is not you. Therapy is not going to make you do that. That's a that's a choice that you you make, right? And therapy can assist you or not in that, right? But. Right. You know, I, I guess, guess I'm just you, worried i If you I'm make the choice d- to lose weight, I don't, I don't know if you need to or whatever, but if you make the choice to lose weight, your doctor will support you on that, but he's not going to not eat for you, right? Right,
0: right. I, I guess what... Maybe, maybe I just said that wrong. I, I guess what I'm worried is that I'm going to sort of calm all the symptoms, consider that better, and then they're just going to come back.
1: Right. In, so you in see, what the anxiety is. You're afraid... If I understand you correctly and tell me if I'm wrong, you're afraid that you're going to lose yourself to yourself. You're afraid that you're going to vanish into conformity and cease to exist. And that's a really Um, common fear. That is a really common fear because there's this insistent undertow and this wind that pushes at us from everywhere, right? Fall in line, conform. Don't make waves. Don't push things. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody's happy, right? And when we try to, to to break out of these roles or these molds or these habits, and we say, "I'm, I'm not content with going down the grooves of my life like a train, like an old rusty train slowly rolling downhill. I want to jump the tracks and I want to live more intelligently, more sensitively, more awarely, more openly, more vulnerably in the moment, well, it's like you suddenly go on improv when everybody's trying to do a script out of Shakespeare. Right. And the anxiety is the crossroads, right? The greatest disaster is losing the self. In my experience and opinion, the greatest disaster is to lose the self. And the self is a small fucking candle in a big fucking wind in the world, the true self. And everybody, (laughs) most people want you to not rock the boat, to not make waves, to not be honest, to not push for truth in relationships, right? But to step around their habits and prejudices like uh, we'd step around a minefield, right? Mm-hmm. But the anxiety is the crossroads. It's like, well, am I going to live the life of conformity and expectation? Am I going to live the life of not rocking the boat, of speaking my lines that I know are coming? Right? Am I going to live the life of patriotism and cheering some stupid-ass sports team? and all of the stereotypes and habits of whatever particular class and occupation we find ourselves in? Or am I going to think and live vitally and originally? Am I going to be who I am and see who's interested? Or am I going to play it safe and going to hedge my bets, just have a little bit of self but a whole lot of conformity because I don't want to upset people? right yeah now tell me if i'm way off base if we're doing anything useful here at all cuz i just i can't see your face right so i don't know if you right right no no I, sort of say yeah that makes some sense right
0: no no i i yeah I, I a lot of times i feel like i'm being swallowed up by sort of the easy you know just <laughs> go along and 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 just yeah, no, it, what you said made a lot of sense.
1: And we all um, do, you understand. We all feel that. That is the misty, swampy undercurrent that sucks us down to nothingness, to not self-expression, to not honesty, to not vitality, to not energy, to not curiosity, to not vulnerability, to not living in a very fundamental way. And it is a deadly, toxic, numbing temptation. Which we all face and we all fall into. And I am the annoying person who urges people to be honest, to be open, to be curious, to be angry, to be happy, to to, to to live openly, and to live honestly. And it's really alarming to a lot of people. And I say, you know, try and do it gently, try and do it in stages, that don't freak everyone out or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it certainly has felt to me many times in my life, like without a strong effort of will, I'm just... I'm just disintegrating into the expectations and the requirements and the needs of others who themselves don't even really seem to exist, that I'm dissolving into nothingness for the sake of nothing, not for the sake of achieving a great good or a great goal, not for the sake of saving lives or saving the world, saving the future, saving my children but for nothing that I'm being drawn down into an evaporating pettiness for no point whatsoever to slide down to be embraced and absorbed by ghosts rather than to live in the clear sunlight a whole man. And if... this, this may not be the root of your anxiety. I think it's the root of a lot of people's anxiety. I know that's the root of some of my anxiety for sure. And I mean, I, uh, I, I deal with this the way that everybody else does. It's, there's no getting past it. It's not a human condition, but it's the way we're raised condition. Right? Even if your parents are great, there's still teachers and stupid school nonsense and all that kind of crap or priests or whatever. Right? So so isn't there that fork in the road? This massive fork in the road about what kind of life you're going to live. Just that does that resonate with you? Does that ring true at all with you? And cause it's not about your car's fucking fluids, right? We understand that, right? It's something much more right. deeper, much deeper and much more powerful than that. Right. Which is a life choice about how it is. We're going to be on the planet. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do think I, I would agree with you on that. And, um, I think a lot of my struggles come from sort of being clawed back by my <laughs>
1: sort of old habits and um okay, tell me what those habits are. What are the habits that are draining you or or making you feel stressed or or dissociated or anxious in this way
0: um, i I guess like. <sighs> dealing with anger. Sometimes, um, I, I get pretty passive aggressive, um, even to the point where I get aggressive and, um, I, I just, I, I I would say that that's, that's sort of one thing I struggle with still. Like, um, um,
1: Sorry, did you want it related to anxiety? <laughs> uh, no, no, look, the passive aggression, right, the, the anxiety could be the accumulation of habits that you know are unworthy of you in the long run. Right, but, yeah. and, and we'll get back to the passive aggression thing in just a okay. second, but, but okay, let me ask sorry. you this, sort of, no, no, it's a great answer, really, I appreciate that, I just, I want to bookmark that, just come back for a second, because I, I think this choice needs to be conscious, right, and the, the choice is what kind of life do you actually want to live? In this world, right? And you know, if we all dream, oh, I'm going to be some Howard Rockian hero and so on. And, and I dreamt of that when I was younger. And you know, maybe to a small degree, I've achieved that, you know, sometimes. But but what is my fundamental commitment? My fundamental commitment is just to to, to really try and live uh, rationally and openly and passionately um, and uh, and courageously uh, and and so I, all of those things, right? I've got a sort of whole mess of, of things that I try to achieve. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to slip into conformity. I'm not going to slip into this, that, and the other for sure. But but that's sort of where I try to get back to, right? So it's a, I'm trying to head north. There's a huge storm. There's like uh, frozen frogs flying through the air and knocking out my teeth. And I maybe have to tack a little ways or go this way or that way. But that's where I head back to check the compass and try and head back north, right? Now, other people, they want to go with the flow, right? They want to... Um, uh, to conform, and I, I don't have—I I really don't have the disrespect and contempt that a lot of people who try to live vitally do for conformity. I really don't. Uh, it's you know this this life uh, of of honesty and and uh, openness and so on and courage and it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, right? And. Right. And I wonder if that's something that you think about, you know, just in terms of what kind of life do I want to have tomorrow? Like, what is my commitment going to be to tomorrow? Is it going to be to, you know, be honest, be open, be vulnerable, be courageous, you know, to fuck up six ways from Sunday the way that we all do when we try to live originally? To make mistakes that I can call my own rather than to have successes that rely on the approval of others, which is not your own, which turns you into a ghost. Right? But, but what is your commitment for tomorrow? Is it to conform or is it to create yourself in a more authentic way or to be who you are in a more authentic and honest way? And I'm not saying that that, that's, that it may sound like a silly question. I'm saying you're going to achieve it all tomorrow. But, but what is your fundamental commitment about that? Is it to say, well, philosophy is an entertaining thing to listen to and that stuff guy can rant very amusingly, but it's not really for me. I, I prefer the conformity stuff so it becomes sort of entertainment. I, can, I really genuinely can respect people who, who take that approach, right? Because they're not bullshitting themselves, right? And they're not uh, trying to get something without paying for it, right? By saying, oh, I'm going to be, you know, radical philosophy guy and then go conform, right? <laughs> if they say, well, it's not for me. It's too much stress, too much strain, blah, blah, blah. That's fine, right? But which is it going to be for you?
0: Right. Um... You know, I, I like to to say I take the courageous route and, and live with integrity, but, but if I was somebody looking at my life right now, I would definitely say it's some guy that's interested in philosophy as entertainment.
1: Cause,
2: well, no, you know, no, you, you're not answering, okay.
1: right? <laughs> you're not answering because you're saying, I'd like to do this, but when I look at my call, my life. But I don't think you've had the choice put to you quite this starkly, right?
0: No, nobody's ever right, so asked. So your life
1: before this... Your life before this it's not what you use for evidence of what you want, because it hasn't been your choice, right? Like, for instance, if you don't have a compass and you walk around blindfolded, then you walk around in circles, right? And you say, well, it's my destiny to walk around circles until someone takes off the blindfold and gives you a compass, right? Then you can't use the empiricism of walking around in circles, because now you've got eyesight and a compass, right? So you have a different choice than you had before.
0: Right, but... I, I've heard many of your podcasts where you sort of phrase that to the listener, and well, I felt inspired, and and like I I just
1: yeah you know I always kind of end up ditching it, you know. Yeah, but um, come on, it took me okay. twenty years of studying philosophy to even remotely get what it meant to live it. Twenty years, almost, of studying philosophy before I got what it meant. To really live it now, I mean, hopefully accelerating that process a little bit for other people, hopefully not in, in a scary way, right? So, and, and you don't, I mean, you obviously you don't have to answer this, you don't have to answer it today, you don't ever, ever have to answer it, but I wanted to put the question out there. Because I'll tell you, when I couldn't sleep, it was when I had imbibed so many values that I was not practicing, that I no longer felt that I inhabited my own body. Right. And and that strikes a chord. All right. So right I'll shut up now and you talk for it, if that's right. Um.
0: Well, like when you when you brought up the example of like, you know. How much you lived your values like, like ten years ago, and you said about one percent, maybe. I I was thinking that would be nice if I could live <laughs> one you know, right. like, percent. Right, right. I, right. Um, you, you know, I'm not I'm not like doing crazy things. It's just like you know, I'm not I'm not acting with integrity when I should be. Um, or, or uh, you know, I'm not robbing banks and stuff. But, right, but like, right. I'm just. I could be doing more, <laughs> and probably about 99.5% more right, um, and, and sorry,
1: I said I was going to shut up, and I will, I'm sorry go ahead,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, i putting the plunger I, on my I, face, go on <laughs> I just, I, I can tell that leads to a lot of frustration as well um, what just, does? well, just <laughs> y- you know, going around talking about this stuff but then if the spotlight turned on me they'd be like, wow <laughs> Like, like for a guy that talks this stuff, um, you're kind of not doing it,
1: you know. Like, Right, right. Um, right, so you're like the 300-pound personal trainer, right? <laughs>
0: right, and it's almost embarrassing to the point where I don't like talking about it with people because it's like, well, don't you do this? Or, you know, like it would just be so easy for them to say, it. like, yeah, that's nice that you prescribed that for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. <you> know, like,
1: <laughs> right, right. Um,
0: and I, I guess it's just it's just really easy to 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 take these easy outs, you know, and, and not um, you know, just like processing emotions, it's it's way easier to put on a movie and fall asleep than it is to sort of ride the storm and try and figure out some useful information to try and prevent the storm for the next night. Sure. Um and I, I guess I just a lot of times I take the shortcuts and um Um I I would say that's probably a big part of it too. Um like the anxiety I'm experiencing.
1: Right. Nobly, honestly, bravely, magnificently put. I you know, I would break into an applause of one, but it would sound sardonic, you know, like one guy clapping in the room or something. Great right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Right. All right, so so, this always sounds accusatory, and I really, really don't mean it that way at all, because it is a genuine question. It's not like, well, why aren't you uh, living your values, right? Because that, that always sounds like, well, why aren't you living your right? I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, what is, what is the gap? I mean, I, I think I know what it is just because we're both carbon-based life forms and we've gone through the same kind of thing, so I think I have some idea. But uh, what, what's your theory about why it's easier? to, to um, live this way
0: well i i think like in the short term there's a lot of sort of benefits you got to put down and 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 it seems like a lot of work and i i know you seem so happy but but it just seems so far away you know, no, listen, um,
1: I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, I have, I have my moments where it's, uh, it's, you know, it's like passing a watermelon through a nostril. So, I mean, yes, I'm a pretty happy guy, but it's not all, you know, I'm not doing the constant Macarena. But, uh, but I understand that there's definitely a challenge to it. But why is there a challenge to it, right? What is difficult about living your values? What? Is it going to cost, and who is it going to cost if you live your values, right? Because if you don't know why, then you're going to blame yourself. Oh, I don't, just don't live my values. Ah. shouldn't have watched that movie, right? You end up with these muttered debates yourself. Well, I should do this next time, and I make a list, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I mean, Jesus Christ, that's like philosophy is a shopping cart, right? <laughs> philosophy is taxes. Philosophy is a chore, right? Philosophy is a have to. Philosophy is a, you know. Uh, well, I need to argue better with other people, so I guess I should live these. Like, that's not going to work, right? right? The philosophy is not a is not a checklist of things that you need to get done in order to to feel relaxed, right? So, why don't you want to live your values, right? It's not because of you, right? Alone, right? It can't be, because we all live in social environment, right? Right. Um, I I think a big one is
0: sort of the isolation of, of living. You know, I I know there's, I I do have friends in town that are members of the board. Um, that are, they're amazing friends, but but it's like, all of a sudden, work gets way tougher.
1: Um, work? Uh, oh, you you like your job? Yeah. Why? Wow. Um, you don't have to well, live your values at work. That's not what you're paid for, right? I don't have to live my values at work. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do, you know, open honesty, RTR, and this and that with with people at your job because they're not paying you for that, right? I mean, it doesn't right. matter really what you do, right? I mean, unless you're a therapist, which you're not, right? I assume? Cause no, no. But, uh, but, but you're not, uh, you don't have to live those values at, at work, right? You, you, you feel tense or anxious in a meeting, you don't necessarily have to say, I feel tense and anxious in this meeting and I don't know why and who would like to read this book, right? <laughs> so, right? We understand that's not uh, uh, not particularly productive, right? Right. So it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not work. Because we don't have relationships at work, right? We have uh, dry calculations of mutual utility. I mean, we can be sort of friends with people at work or whatever, right? But it's not an intimate setting, Right. 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 Um, or, or if it is, you're working for Clinton and should quit, right? But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not working for Clinton. So,
0: um, I, okay, I, I, I guess I'm kind of skirting around it. I, I am worried about the consequences on my my family. Right. Um. Um. I I've had some good positive discussions, but but. I haven't taken it the whole way so
1: so you know there's sort of well what percentage of the way have you taken it because uh, I, I can't figure out from one to 99 percent where you fall right <laughs> right um
0: i i i talked to my mom and my dad and uh, well I, I sat down with my mom and
1: um that's uh, right i didn't sit down i called her on the phone <laughs> i keep changing my story um
0: i called oh, her on the no, phone you were and... sitting
1: down i assume you didn't stand the whole right thing, right like, right, right.
0: there was a little bit of pacing yeah yeah um And, and I just, I, I really opened up to her about how distant I feel in the relationship and how I can't talk with her and I can't communicate with her and, and I just, how I feel like I'm just becoming further and further from her
1: and, um, I, I, uh, And sorry, let me just understand. I, I, so, further and further from her means that you start well, a place of closeness, and you're well, now.
0: I, I just in in the last. You know, I, I told her like I, I don't even really like visiting you guys.
1: Um, as sorry, as let me a, uh, just rephrase that because I think you may miss the question. Right. Okay. Um, you said that you're getting further and further away from your mother. Yep. And I just want to make sure because I I like to be precise when I understand things. Um, right. Do you mean that you were originally uh, close and had an honest and open and intimate relationship with your mother, but it became Uh, less so over time, or was it not close to begin with, but it's getting even less close now?
0: um, Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I I totally miss that one. For the longest time, I thought I had a really close relationship, and then (laughs) I discovered FDR and I started questioning things. Um, I I realized there was all these things that we never talked about, and... um, I guess what I said to her was that um, I'm less inclined to to talk to you. The more I kind of discover all these sort of areas that are have been off limits for a lot of, uh, or, or just really uncomfortable for for many many years. And um, so, so I think, yeah, yeah I, I thought I was close, but but I don't think it was it was really closeness. Um, it was just. I had, really, had I, it, right? I had never really examined it. You right. know, like like there was lots of chatter, um, but, but it, it was never really, really deep.
1: So or, can or you really, can you give or, me the the decade or the rough age that you are? It doesn't matter precisely just I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight, okay. So you so yeah. you're pushing thirty, right? I'm getting there, yeah. Yeah, you're getting there, right? So yeah. I know, I know. But, away. but but here's the thing, right? And th- this this is really quite a thing. And I'm afraid I haven't had a convo in a while, uh, and so I've got some, some thoughts. So let me unload this one, and then we will continue. But I think it's really relevant to, to your situation, right? You and I have been talking about this for about 45 minutes, right? Maybe a little longer, because there was some intro right. stuff or whatever, right? But we've really been digging in for maybe 30 or 40, 45 minutes, right? Right, right. Isn't it amazing... And, I mean, you and I, we're not friends. I mean, we, 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 you know, I I think you're a great guy. I'm glad that you're a listener. But, you know, we don't know each other that well or whatever, right? But this is what just amazes me about human society is why the fuck don't people talk to you about this stuff? Why don't they ask you? Why, Why does it have to be some guy over the Internet when you're surrounded by friends and family? Why does it have to be some guy over the Internet thousands of miles away who you barely know? who has to ask you these questions, fundamental questions about what kind of life you want. What kind of relationships you want, right? What kind of vitality do you want in your life? What do you think about conformity versus independence? What are the pluses and minuses of each? These to me, like there's just, I don't understand why people talk about anything else fundamentally, right? But isn't it amazing that you're, you're 28 years old, And you've had friends and family around you for almost three decades. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you haven't had this kind of conversation with anyone. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, I've got some FDR friends that that I've had this sort of conversation with. Okay, so that's been over a year or two? Right right nothing nothing prior
1: to to you introducing it to me no right and isn't that amazing isn't that amazing that you can be around people for decades without having basic conversations about about life choices and consequences costs and benefits on it's just basic things what kind of life do you want you know what would make you happy right Right. It is, it is a real tragedy. You know, I see the world as so fundamentally isolated. We might as well all be in different galaxies. Because people can go through their whole life without having one meaningful conversation about anything with anyone. And what a desperate tragedy that is. Right? Right? Because for most people, when you start to have some sort of important conversation about life, isn't it like you've just broke through a desert you didn't even know existed into the most amazing, <laughs> cool, sweet water you've ever tasted? For sure, yeah. I just I just wanted to point that out, because to me it's amazing that, that people can just have these people in their lives without there being these kinds of conversations god imagine what a world it would be if we had these conversations with children starting at the age of 5 or 6 or 7 what kind of life do you want what would make you happy what do you like what do you dislike what do you think of going along versus finding it out for yourself what do you you know i mean this is i don't understand what people talk about all the time if they don't talk about this stuff at least some of the time right
0: No, I, I, I agree. Wanted, it's, wanted it, it's. That. No, no, it, and it's, it's something that's, that's really saddened me. Like I, I. I shed a lot of tears over that, you know. Like that's something I've thought about lots. Like, you know, twenty eight, and like. I talked to my parents about the weather and the cats and their golf game,
2: right.
0: And and and. That's not the conversations I want to be having.
1: Yeah. but They're okay, right? I mean, not every meal can be five-star, but you you don't want to be trapped in that little room of inconsequential small talk falling away into infinity for no point whatsoever.
0: And, And to not feel comfortable
1: talking about other things. Yes, yes. It's the fear, isn't it? The fear of bringing up these other topics right it makes people very anxious when you bring up right. topics that actually mean something right right i think humanity's cancer is boredom and predictability routine scripted conversations empty non sequiturs predictable, knee-jerk emotional, quote, responses, right? It's a very little life to live like that, right? It's a very small and powerless and inconsequential life.
0: Right, and and when you talk to the average person about, like, deep conversation, it, it seems to always just be cliche, like... Yeah man, life is short and we gotta we gotta make the best of every moment and, and, and they think that's bonding, you know, and it's just it's just seems so pathetic.
1: I read this in a fortune cookie once, uh, maybe this sand's deep. Yeah, no, it's still sort of quasi stoner talk, you know? Life is a right. journey, not a destination. Yadda yadda yadda. Right, right. 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 But that's just turning depth into cliches, right? And and emptying them out of all reality, right? Mm-hmm. I certainly don't understand why people don't panic more when they get older, you know, but I guess maybe they, I don't know, it's just all died away and there's nothing left, right? I mean, I so much want people to, 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 to just talk to each other about stuff that's really important, to help each other, right? You should not have to be inventing this stuff at 28, We should not start so far behind the eight ball, so to speak. We should have these conversations earlier and richer and more meaningful. And, uh, you know, of course my goal is, my hope is that if you can't have these conversations with your parents, I hope you can, but if you can't, at least you can have them with your own kids. So they won't have to be 25, 26, 28, or 58 and inventing these words that they've yearned for their whole life hoping right. that it's not too late. So I think the anxiety, you know, the, I said it's the dominoes that lead to the catastrophe. And we all layer over this catastrophe that has to do with money or attractiveness or sex or or whatever, right? It, we, we all layer over But that's just a cover to me. That's just a camouflage about... So what, what do you mean by laying
0: over? Um...
1: Well, you had this thing about, uh, uh, you know, money and and uh, uh, your car and and other people have stuff about, you know, I get sick or, or you know, uh, um, uh, so I, I'll be unattractive, I'll never have any friends and all this kind of, like, we all layer these things right. over okay. what we're really afraid of, which is slowly draining out of existence through conformity and the indifference of others or the hostility of others. To our true thoughts and feelings. To staying around people. Who not only don't see us. But won't see us. For who we really are. But resist tooth and nail. Seeing us for who we really are. And staying around long enough for those people, right? I swear to God. When I was younger. Social interactions. For the most part. Not always. But for the most part. I felt like a pearl diver. You know. Like a. I had to go down and get these pearls of social contact or whatever, because I'm a social animal or whatever, right? And, uh, but I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay because I had to go back up to the surface, which was actually the depth, right? I had to go into to reading great books or to writing or uh, whatever it was that I was doing that had some kind of depth, even if it was meditation or yoga or whatever, something that had some kind of depth and richness to it. So it was kind of the inverse. I was actually diving to the shallowness and arising back to the depths. And I couldn't stay down there. And I think we think, well, we're going to go into these shallow relationships. We're going to go into these habitual dead things. We're going to just climb into this suit of armor. And then we'll be able to take it off. And we'll climb into it. And we'll be able to take it off. And then one day, we're in it. And we can't undo the fucking straps anymore. Right? We think, oh, we'll dive down. Uh, we'll get some pearls, we'll come back up, we'll dive down, we we'll get some pearls, we'll come back up. One day you dive down, and a giant fucking clam closes on your hand, and you can't get back up again. Isn't that what we're most afraid of? That we're going to postpone and dilly-dally and not be honest with the people around us and not be open and not be vulnerable, that we're just going to play at it, we're going to play at it, and then one day we won't be able to anymore. Do it. To be honest. And that's why I'm annoying. And I I push people to to be honest and open with the people in their lives. To find out. Because if, I'm not saying it's true, but if you can't, put a defibrillator into your relationship with your parents, right? If they simply don't or won't respond to you when you are authentically who you are with them, with all the confusion frustration and affection and fear and all of that goes with that. If you're not, if they simply won't or can't respond to who you are and if they just oppose and reject who you are, well, they could live another twenty years right and that that's the choice that you face and it's not a choice anyone can make for anyone else except to point out that it is a choice right? it is a choice that if you try to be honest and open and vulnerable with people and talk to them about what you actually think and feel fuck why is that so hard for the planet Talk to people about what you actually think and feel. Everybody on the planet says, be honest, we tell the truth. Well, this is what I'm feeling. This is my honesty. I'm telling the truth. Right? Everybody says, tell the truth. Everybody says, be honest. But then the moment you actually are honest and tell the truth, everybody freaks out and their heads explode, right? And if you can be honest and you can resurrect or jumpstart or defibrillate this relationship with your parents and with other people, fantastic. I'm, I'm thrilled when that stuff happens. But if you can't, then it's just important to be conscious of the choice about how you're spending your short time with this amazing gift of life, right? And if you do surround yourself with people that you cannot be honest with, you don't get to stay honest forever, in my opinion and experience. And so what happens when we... Like when I tried to be honest with my... I didn't try it. When I was honest with my mother, repeatedly, 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 and I got, you know, evasions and rejection and avoidance and attacks and angers and thrown things, and I just continued, just fucking hung in there, gritted my teeth, and would continue to be honest. When it turned out to be impossible, the reason... This has nothing to do with your parents. This is just a story, right, about my mom. But the reason that I actually stopped seeing my mother was not because I couldn't be honest with her. It's because she showed me the inevitable future of not being honest, which is that honesty had become impossible. Do you see the difference? It's not because I couldn't be honest with her. It's because she showed me what the future of remaining dishonest was. And that chilled the very nuts of my groin. Right? You don't want to be where your parents are in 20 or 30 years with a kid who has to screw his courage to the very sticking point just to sit down, to be, to be honest and tell you, what he or she thinks and feels, right? Right, right. Don't become that person. I mean, I'm doing so much, you know, just for myself, I'm doing so much to ensure that my daughter and my wife and anybody else who's in my life who I care about, and who cares about me, can talk to me about what they think and feel. Because I've seen the alternative, and to me, it just looks exactly the same as a kind of living death. And I don't know how to stay in conformity with people you can't be honest with and retain your own capacity for honesty. I think it's a muscle. I wish I, I wish I did know, right? It'd be a whole lot easier to be successful as a philosopher. If I could figure that one out, I just, I can't figure it out. Nobody I know has been able to either. So, Anyway, tell me what. Uh, sorry, I know I've got uh, obviously haven't been podcasting as much lately. Got some stuff backed up, but uh, tell me what, <laughs> what you think about what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it, it does feel that way. Like the longer
0: the longer things go unsaid, the harder they are to say. And and um, you know, I, I did I did speak with my parents earlier this year, and it was you know I, I would consider it. You know, very very beginner conversation, but but a fairly successful one. But but then I just sort of left it, <laughs> and um, I didn't. And do you know why of... you left it? Because it was really hard to do, um, and and <laughs> like you were saying, it took like. You know, I I broke down, you know, it was really emotional, it was really, it was really, um, it took a lot of...
1: No, that was hard, that was hard to do, to prepare for and to do, but what about afterwards? Right, why did you, uh, why did you leave it? And look, I I think you may have done entirely the right thing, if that means anything, uh, in this context. I think you may have done entirely the right thing in leaving it. I'm just wondering if you know why you've left it.
0: I, I always just assumed because it was really draining. Um, Why was it draining? Because it was sense. like it, it was like a muscle that's never been exercised, you know, that's never really been a part of our relationship. Right. And and so it was sort of not something that was Terribly comfortable, in, sure. in the you know, like it, it was, it was kind of something we hadn't done before. So it was, you know, my head got really hot. <laughs> um, you know,
1: um, and you I said think, earlier this year. Sorry to interrupt.
0: When was it? Uh, I guess it would have been probably April, sometime.
1: Right. So what? Four I, months I, ago, I'm, sort of thing. Three or four months ago. Yeah, a few months ago. All right. And what have they done with that since? I, <laughs> not, not you. They. Right, right.
0: Um, they've, they've been calling me more often, and. Um,
1: you still talk about the weather, right?
0: Most of the time, or, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. No, don't, but, don't. Hey, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm no, wrong. No, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to, to hey. echo what you said, but my might have misunderstood, right? I,
0: I get this feeling like my mom wants to initiate something, but she doesn't know how.
1: And uh, like she, not that it has to be my book, but has she read any books like, you know, RTR or, or anything on emotional self-expression? I mean, how committed is she to this new thing, right? You're right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that, well, I can guarantee she hasn't read RTR. Um, yeah, and it doesn't have to be my book. It, I mean, it could happen. No, right? no, 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 I just... just I, there, right, I'm just saying, right? Right, if you said, uh, you know, we want to learn Mandarin together, right, I want to learn Mandarin with you, I'm pretty way <laughs> right. ahead, I'd like you to catch up, then she should at some point take out a book on Mandarin if she's committed to learning Mandarin with you, right? Right. Um, and if she hasn't, then she should say to you, I'm not going to do the Mandarin thing. I said worse, I was, but it looks really tough, I'm not going to do it, right? Right. No, no, I think you raised an excellent point there. Because um, you left it because you, you, you're trying to see what they're doing with it right
0: i i guess i kind of hoped the ball would bounce back
1: (laughs) yeah more than hopes it's a desperate hope isn't it i mean how how amazingly wonderful would it be if when we tried to bring real truth and honesty to the people in our lives that they you know they don't have to match our level of intensity and effort but you know throw us a bone, right? You know, give me some reason to believe that we actually had that conversation. Right. Doesn't it sort of feel like we had that conversation and now it's back to business as usual and everyone's kind of hoping it was just a phase? It's, um... What's different now than before you had this conversation?
0: you know like i i want to say like it seems like when she says so how are things it seems more genuine but but it's still the same sort of question
1: like that's pretty thin gruel right
0: <laughs> right 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 um <laughs> um she's you know since then she's she's told me like i could you know she'd like it if I could bring things up that are on my mind, um, but but I, I guess I felt like I dropped the ball a little bit too, um, but um.
1: It, it hasn't been much progress since then. You know, I, and when you I say definitely... much progress, what do you mean? right? Um, well, so I feel like you're, <laughs> we start to talk about this, you're you get, getting a bit vague again, right? Well, it hasn't been. Right, progress. <laughs> right. yeah, we, we haven't had a heart-to-heart since that one call. Right. And uh, if you were to, uh, let's say that you decided uh, uh, to, to put full-tilt effort into it, right? Full-tilt boogie and effort into it, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. say you decided that. What, um, uh, how, how long do you think it would take before you had the relationship that you really wanted? If I just kept sort of pestering, like, like with my concerns and my questions and yeah, you know, if you just stayed, you know, with, with, I'm going to bring this thing to life no matter what, right? Like you just went full tilt boogie, on, you know, instructing them on uh, honesty and you were honest and open with them every time you you were with them uh, and so on, right? Um, If you went, you know, full tilt, 150% into this as a project, how long do you think it would take uh, if you had to guess uh, before uh, it it was no longer a project but a relationship which you didn't have to manage and didn't have to fix and didn't have to instruct them on?
0: I, I would think, like, over a year, I, like uh, we don't live in the same town but but I guess I could do it over the
1: phone but but so uh, after a year of, of talking to them about this stuff they would be uh, uh, they would bring this stuff up they would be proactive they'd be open they'd be honest you'd have deep conversations whenever it was necessary or helpful or whatever and that would be and there wouldn't need to be any more um, uh, change that way you wouldn't need to manage that anymore
0: well I, I don't know that it
1: would just sort of be a perfect relationship to and but, but uh, 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 it's good right that's good as, as good as you could imagine and you know why I'm skeptical about a year because it took you
0: a lot longer and you were probably much more proactive than they would be
1: Well, no, I mean, plus, but I was sort of inventing the wheel as I was driving the car. So, no, it's not not anything to do with me. How long have you been listening to FDR? Uh, Since Podcast 5.
0: So? Uh, Just so, like... Three years? December of 2005, yeah. So, why is that relevant? Because it's taken me a long time. To do what? Um, To basically start to want to turn the wheels. Um...
1: To, to undo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have a lot less invested in stagnation or, or habits and so on, right, than your parents do, simply because you're younger, right? And you also haven't had children. Right. So you realize if, if they were able to do it in a year. Right, it, right. That's maybe unrealistic. Well, shit, I'll give them the podcast and I'll become... <laughs> I'll become their <laughs> friends, right? No, seriously. I was like, "Shit, you people take it away. I'll, I'll go back to working in IT because you all doing amazing things that, that took me twenty years. It took, you know, he's three years, but you guys in a year, wow!" Right,
0: right. Um, I, I guess I, I, I guess I wasn't thinking that would be like the perfect relationship, but but a much more workable one that I think would I would be more satisfied with and that we could sort of work into a, a, a nicer relationship. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that they would be able to like assimilate all this information full, full on and, and you know, so I, I, yeah,
1: you're right. One year isn't really that long. I I mean, it does sound realistic to me. Um, Certainly anyone else can type in the chat window if they think it is. It doesn't sound realistic to me, particularly since you had this conversation, uh, you know, four months ago or three months ago. And there's been no progress in particular other than a possible change in tone on one question, which is not
0: right personal
1: evolution of a radical kind, right?
0: Right. Right. I think I detect
1: something there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, again, I, I have no idea what you should do with your relationship with your parents. I really, I, I don't. Um, I mean, I, I, can, I, I never tell people what to do with their relationships. I, I only point out the moral clarities as, as I see them. Um, but uh, but I, I think the decision really doesn't have anything fundamentally to do with your parents. I think that the decision has to do with what kind of life do you want. What kind of relationships do you want? And and if you want conformity and so on, I'd really suggest, like, don't listen to FDR. I mean, other than, you know, maybe I make an occasional joke that's amusing or, you know, you enjoy hearing this flex of spittle uh, hit the microphone from time to time or whatever, right? It's entertaining, right? Right. But, but I think that's a decision that you need to make. I think that... That, that it is a decision, I think, that you've made kind of deep down, which is why there's a, a, a strong degree of anxiety. Because if if you wanted the conformity, you wouldn't feel the anxiety. I mean, that's why you, that's why people are conform conformists because it's less anxiety, right? Right. Right. It's like why some people just get all their teeth ripped out because they don't, they don't have to worry about getting tooth decay, right? <laughs> right. So once you can figure out what kind of life you want, um, you have, of course, some idea at least of how how to achieve it. Like if you're going to go for like full speed honesty, damn the torpedoes, right, which is my suggestion, but, you know, it's it's everybody's choice. Um, Then you're just going to do it and you're not going to do it for your parents and you're not going to do it. You're not even going to do it for the you that is. You're going to do it for the you that will be, right? Right, Right. like we don't put down a cheeseburger for the heart attack we're having now, but for the heart attack we don't want to have in a couple of years, right? Right. But we do it for the future. We do, I mean, we quit smoking for the lungs of the future, right? We lose weight for the cholesterol of the future, right? And so you will be doing it because it will be the, the, build, the, the bridge that you build with sweat, blood, and tears to... The self of the future, right? Because, because the, the degree of honesty that you have in your relationships will be the degree of honesty that you have with your wife, your future wife. It will be the degree of honesty that you have with your future children. And that's what you'll do it for, I mean, in my opinion, right? And you don't have to do any of it. You don't have to do any of it. You really don't. Because if you do it from a have to, it, you know, well, you know, right? Yeah, I'm just swapping boys. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. I don't want to keep you up all night. Uh, well, it's not all night for you. but but this for you. Was this, uh, was, this, was this useful? Did it give you some stuff to, to work with maybe in terms of anxiety? The bigger and deeper the anxiety, the bigger and deeper the life issue that is uh, that is occurring, right? I mean, go big, go deep, go existential, go future, go true self, go false self, grow authenticity, grow, go go integrity. That's like the, the greater the anxiety, the more you're going to want to distract yourself with cars and shit like that, right? But I'm telling you, drill deep, and you will get to the core of it. And when you get to the core of it, the decision is uh, in my experience is, is made and right? we we don't will decisions we we unearth decisions
0: right right yeah like there's no there's no way it was losing sleep for two weeks over an
1: oil change like it just doesn't make sense no it really doesn't but i think in this context whether it's this or something else equally deep this is the area right. that the level that i would suggest working at
0: okay no, I I really appreciate it. Stuff like I, <laughs> um, you, you've given me a lot to think about and to to bring to my next therapy session. I think
1: um, <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> and you'll you keep us posted about how it goes. And and I really look. I I know I know it's 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 really stressful to 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 have these calls, right? And I know it's it's a lot of anxiety. I hope that uh, uh, that it was not too bad as we got into it. But I really really right. do. I mean, I, I know how tough it is uh, to to do this kind of stuff. Uh, I, I just I, I really respect uh the courage that it takes to do that and and to to make the call and so on and the courage to, to tell me last night sucks to be you let's do it tomorrow um just kidding. <laughs> right. but no i i really do i really do respect that it. it is uh, it is a very difficult and challenging thing to do particularly with with all of these you know people hanging on the call and so on so i just you know right. massive kudos to you this is uh, this is the com- kind of conversations that people need to have, in my in my opinion, for for you know the world to become a better place. And I just really, really respect the the uh, the overcoming of the anxiety that it took to make the call.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I yeah. No, it's very nice to be able to talk to you and um, to have you, you know, give me a little perspective on some of the things that are going on. And um, I just I, I just really appreciate it, Steph, and thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. And listen, I hugely I appreciate you hanging in there for the three years of these calls, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, keep us posted, and uh, uh, I certainly would be very interested to hear if you get a chance uh, how it goes with the therapist because I think that's a fantastic step.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Bye, right, man. Have okay. a great will, night. I, I will keep you posted. Okay. Thanks. Thanks bye again. Man. Okay, bye.